0: Traffic sucks, but your podcast don't have to. Welcome in to the afternoon drive with five. Welcome into our first of many of a new series that TM5 is debuting. It's called a get to know you series.
1: After spending so much time talking football and mentioning head coaches and players, we've decided to dive in head first with the coaches.
0: These interviews with the coaches will be a get-to-know-the-coach type thing instead of just a football-based interview, which we've had on other podcasts before.
1: And ever since we've been doing this podcast, one coach has been a big supporter of what we do. He tells us he listens in the weight room every morning. We've had great conversations with just us, just off the record, and continues to be the one man that Bryce Barling wants his son to go play for. Is Coach Shane Laster the Hurd County Braves, and he's joining us now on the Marine South Hotline, Coach? We've got to ask, starting off, what does a day of Shane Laster relaxing look like?
2: Relaxing?
1: Yes. Um, that that would uh,
2: <laughs> it actually would it would it would probably be more of a, a busier day, but not a mental busy day, if that makes sense. Uh, a, a Shane Laster relaxing day would, would involve, you know, making sure to get some kind of a workout in in the morning and then probably uh, doing simple things like that you wouldn't think of, like cutting grass. That's something that I love to do. Uh, and, you know, it, it's real, real simple. All you got to do is follow the lines and uh, and then you actually get something accomplished at the end of the day. And then, uh, you know, maybe sitting, sitting out by the pool uh, in the afternoon, but that would that would be a real relaxing day to me because that would be a mental relaxation day and uh to me that's a lot more important these days than a physical
0: and coach what what do you do for like hobbies you know when you're not running herd county down there you know what do you fish do you hunt what what are sort of your hobbies you like to do in your off time
2: i'm i'm not a, I, i'm not a hunter um you know i I'm not, I'm not a big fisherman. I I enjoy going fishing and uh, deep sea fishing and stuff like that whenever I have a chance, but I figured that I would be uh, completely uh, divorced if I picked up anything like hunting or fishing, uh, you know, because my main hobby is at Heard County. Uh, As my wife says, she said that she's always says that she's the mistress and I'm married to Heard County, but, uh, you know, so I, I couldn't hunt and but one thing that I do love to do is build things. I, I'm a woodworker. Um, I, that's something I've always enjoyed doing. I, I like to build furniture and, uh, and and just different things like that. So uh, to me, that's something that, you know, you can make a piece of wood. And you can shape it and change it and stuff like that. And that's something that I've always really enjoyed. And um, I enjoy, you know, fixing, fixing things like that, um, you know, anything that's wood related.
1: All right. Well, we mentioned you mentioned Nikki there for a second. When did you and Nikki meet? And, and did you know um, immediately, right then and there, that that was the woman for you?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, had to had to trick her, you know, and convince her a little bit. But uh, you know, <laughs> we uh, we actually our our my dad and her dad actually worked together for like thirty years, and we didn't know it. Um, you know, I, I, I never knew it or anything like that until, you know, one night at a at like a uh, a birthday party for one of, you know, for her dad. You know, I went along with my with my dad and, uh, you know, and and they had been working together for 25 plus years at that time. And uh, we, we met then and and kind of been a thing ever since. And, and so that was that was a, a good bit. You know, a good bit ago, um, you know, but it it was one of the best things that ever happened uh, to me. So I guess we always had kind of some similar interests and, uh, you know, and obviously our parents, you know, they, you know, that that was a kind of a cool thing. But, you know, we never knew it that they had worked together for that long uh, leading up to that.
0: And coach, you talked about a couple minutes ago, you talked about woodworking in your spare time. Now you, you make furniture and everything. Do you make like furniture for your houses, like chairs and tables and stuff like that?
2: Yeah, I would say about, uh, just about everything that's in our house, uh, over the course of, you know, all our, all our beds our kids' beds, uh, you know, dining room table, um, you know, dining room table at my parents' house, um, you know, things like that, basically anything that's, you know, um, in our house for the most part, you know, I pretty much made it. And, um, that's just something that I've always really, really enjoyed doing and, and got to be halfway decent at it and over the, over the years. And, um, you know, and so I, I really enjoy building that. I mean, I've, even the shop that I have all my stuff in, I built the shop and, you know, and all of our stuff to do with our debts and stuff like that. That's just something that I've, um, always really loved to do. And, um, you know, I always said that I was way better at that than I am at anything else. And um, it started as basically whenever you're a poor man, you know, if you wanted to have nice things, you had to build it. That's the way I, that's the way I started and um, where I came from on that. So uh, I, I do I do really enjoy that and, then the, you know, the better tools that I've been able to accumulate over the years. And I've learned a lot from different people. Um, you know, I watch a lot of videos on that kind of stuff whenever – I was, you know, getting ready to make them and just try really difficult things uh, in that. And, you, you know, you also mess up a good bit and you get to start with a, a blank sheet sometimes. But um, I, I really enjoy building about anything that has to do with wood, you know, from something that's super s- small um, all the way up to like, a, you know, beds and dining room tables, chairs, things like that. So, uh, you know, it's just something that I've always really enjoyed. and. Um, I don't have as much time to do it as I used to, and but I, you know, I I do look forward to those days whenever I know that I'm gonna have a chance to to work on something.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna be. <laughs> that, that's just. I mean, I, I'm blown away, Coach. That is so cool. That's you have to have so much patience and talent to to work with wood. I've I've tried to do it once or twice, and it usually gets thrown across the room, uh, just because I don't have a ton of patience. But that's that's a um, Coach. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Parks and Rec. Uh, but you now remind me of Ron Swanson. Like that is, that is who you <laughs> now remind me of is the, is, is Ron Swanson.
2: I hear you. Yeah. I've seen that show once or twice before. And I, I mean, I, uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but Hey, whatever works, man, I, I you know, no, that's, that's, that's good to, to know. But yeah, I, I, you know, I grew up on a farm. Uh, my dad still has a pretty good sized farm and, uh, and, and, in the Heart county and he's retired from his main job um uh, you know now but he's he's always ran a farm his whole life on the side and you know it, i mean it's a pretty large o- operation that he still runs daily uh right now and and so growing up we you know whether it was you know working on something to you know tractor wise or like you know fixing fences, building things, doing any, basically anything with our hands. You know, we were up at, uh, you know, crack of dawn working and uh, always had chores to do and things like that. And, um, you know, growing up where we were, we were able to, you know, we had to do basically anything that we, we could on whatever we had going on. And, you know, whether it was fixing a, a tire or fixing a fence or going to get, a, you know, a cow up or, you know, whatever it, whatever it was, you know, Bell and hay, things like that, and, you know, that's, that's kind of the way I grew up, work ethic-wise, and, um, you know, I'm so grateful for it now, because you're able to, I was able to learn how to do a lot of things that have saved me a lot of, you know, a m- lot of money over the, over the years, as far as fixing things in my house, you know, from pipes busting to, you know, whatever, you know, we were able to basically, on, on the figure it out package, and my wife always says that that's what, she thinks my natural talent is i guess is she thinks that i'm i'm a fixer i like to fix broken things no matter what it is whether it's a a program or a a situation with a kid or like something that's you know i i I would probably go on the verge of saying it could be a borderline hoarder because i don't like throwing anything away i just i want to try to see if i can fix it whenever i get it home and uh whether it's a window or a chair or whatever i try to fix it and um, you know, but that's where all that came from is me growing up on a farm.
0: I just, I kind of want to come to the Lasseter home and tour it and just see all the stuff that you've built. Cause like a bed, a, a table, all the stuff you fix, like I, I, that just blow, that blows me away. That just blows my mind. Cause I can't, I can't fix anything. I don't, I don't have the patience. So, you know, someone that has that, that type of mindset, that patience and stuff, I, it's just, that's super impressive. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. coach. <laughs>
2: Well, it, you know, it, nowadays it serves as more of that what you was talking about to start with is that relaxing day, you know, as where that that the the wood doesn't you know is not real chaotic. It don't talk back, uh, you know, things like that. You know, you don't have to worry about you know what's going on, and it, it gives you something that you can just kind of focus your mind on what you what that is, and it kind of you know eases everything that is going on around us and uh, our daily. You know, schedule that we that we do year round uh, nowadays in high school athletics, and um, th- so those are those are good peaceful days for me personally.
1: All right. Well, you mentioned your dad and and how he's still got a farm uh, out in Hurd County. Do you think that you're anything like your dad? as as a dad, do you think you're anything like him?
2: Um, I, I would say yes and no. Um, I I think that you know the work ethic that I saw out of him and, you know, he worked uh, for 35 years at, you know, um, you know, at, at a place and also had a farm on the side, you know? Uh, so like, you know, from day one, That I mean, I can never remember us not working. So like having the work ethic of just like, this is things that things have to be done. There's supposed to be things that you take care of and then whatever needs to be done, you just do it. Uh, in any situation and that grit and toughness and uh, all that stuff, I think that I took a lot of that away from, you know, how he, uh, you know, brought us up. And, and I I think a lot of that, and, you know, I I think a lot of people would say that I have very similar characteristics as my, of my dad is, um, you know, and I think that I'm always striving to, to still, you know, try to, to please him and my mom and, and, and those things. Um, you know, so I want to always, you know, just try to be respectful. I think that I've learned, uh, I handle some things differently than he did, you know, um, growing up, but I, I would say, um, I would say that we're very similar in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, we could, we could also be vastly different in in others. Um, but from a parent standpoint and from a, you know work ethic standpoint and those things i I think um we're very similar and uh, and i'm try to I try to model it after him and how he did things so uh in that way, I would say yes, and then in other ways, I would say you know i'm I'm still anything that is not the same as the way he is is just because of kind of a failure on my part, not on what he was doing it's it's just because I've not been able to to be as good as he he was um to us in those ways.
0: The coach you talked about growing up. What you know, what was your what was your favorite sport growing up? What what did you enjoy playing and did you ever see a future, you know, either either you playing uh, you know, in the in the NFL or the NBA or whatever it was you were enjoying or you know, when did it hit you that you thought you might be a good coach? When, you know, sort of when did that happen along your uh, your youth?
2: Um, you know, I always say you know, th- growing up, um, the the thing that was my favorite sport was whatever we were playing, and uh, and I would, you know, I would <laughs> consider that the same way now, and I think that you know overall it, it was it allowed me to have a vast you know, uh, I guess, arsenal of how to deal with different sports, and and because I've I was always involved in everything that we had going on. You know, we played constantly uh, growing up from the backyard all the way through, you know, high school and stuff like that. But I was, you know, I played baseball, wrestled, um, you know, in football, obviously. And, um, you know, and so like going up through, through, through the ranks on that, um, I learned that, you know, basically whatever I was doing was my favorite thing at the time. And, um, you know, and I, I, I still try to preach that to kids all the time. Is like, you know, you don't have to say the nowadays about the focusing on this and focusing on that. Be, you know, kind of be where your feet are and uh, enjoy the, the time that you have because it's a very, very short time. No matter what it is, at some point in time, everybody's going to be told no and, um, you know, that you can't play anymore. And obviously that happened to me as well. Um, you know, but I thought, you know, as early as, Probably even middle school age that I knew that that's something that I wanted to do is I wanted to be a coach and um, I, I wanted to 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 you know be involved in sports in some capacity for the rest of my life and and you know that that influenced me a good bit on where I went to school and and how I was going to be and and, and a lot of things worked out you know for my benefit that I had no control over that, uh, you know, the good Lord was just watching out for me and put me in certain spots. And, um, and so from, uh, you know, going to West Georgia and play and then, and, and going to, you know, being able to get, you know, hooked up with coach Barron and just, all, uh, there was a lot of those things that were coincidences throughout the time. But, you know, I was just not, I, I knew from a, a very young age, I guess that I was just going to be that hard-nosed, gritty kid that I was just going to play as hard as I could while I was playing because I I didn't have the ability uh, to to get to some of those points and I was you know smart enough and and to to understand what that actually looked like and took uh, to be at those levels so I wasn't as um, you know disappointed that I didn't get to those things because I mean you know. You know, a major league baseball player, as much as I wanted to be that all my life, you know, and an NFL football player, as much as I wanted to be that, you know, all my life, it it was just not going to be in the cards off of ability. And so I I do think that I did a great job growing up and my parents did a great job of growing when when we was growing up of me being where my feet were and enjoying playing at the time, uh, whatever I was doing. And and so I'm very grateful for that
1: so you, you mentioned your reverence for your dad and and obviously that's that's a big part of your life but did you have any other role, role models outside of your dad growing up that uh you know kind of i wouldn't say forced you into coaching but maybe you mentioned you knew you wanted to be a coach in middle school Do you have any role models at that point that you just those were the guys that you wanted to be around yeah um i had a uh, baseball
2: coach named uh Derek quinn and uh that we you know that I played for, and he also coached uh football now now he coaches uh football in south carolina and uh and, and he's actually moved on to coaches softball he coaches his uh he coaches older girls in softball and uh, but he he was uh, very influential in in my life um whether he he really knew that or not, but just because I just you know respected him so much and uh you know he was he was that guy that you know he could still do it. You know, whenever we were at practice and stuff, he could he could throw it around real good. And uh, you know, and then he also would talk to you about how to do things and like how to be, uh, you know, a man in certain ways. And he could get on to you, you know, without you being upset with him uh, for a long period of time because you knew that you know he was right and and you wanted to to please him. And between uh, Derek Quinn and um, and Eddie Payne, um, he was also one of my football coaches and, uh, they influenced me a lot. And, um, you know, I I always looked up to them, but going back to even younger than that, um, I had a good relationship with, uh, coach Norris Vaughn. He was here, uh, for a, a long time and, and he, he's moved around from, you know, place to place. He's still coaching, uh, right now. Uh, at social circle as an assistant coach and uh, but he's been retired from the state of Georgia for a very long time. But you know, he was he was a head coach at Heard County many, many years ago and I was a ball boy for him and uh things like that and, and I always looked up to him and, and how he ran things and um so I had I had multiple guys along the way uh like that that, that influenced me a good bit. Um, but, you know, I would say that overall my main influence, you know, throughout my childhood was my, was my parents.
1: How, uh, this is a kind of a, a big one, but it's, you know, one that's kind of taboo and, and most people don't really want to talk about it, but how big of a part does faith play in your, in your life?
2: A lot. You know, I grew up in church and, um, you know, my parents, and it was, uh, it was a big, a big thing to us. And, uh, and my, you know, my grandmother and grandfather, uh, what was very big in the church and she, my grandmother influenced me a, a good bit in that capacity. Um, I, I always say to a lot of people, and I would, I would still say, um, you know, that I'm a long ways from being that example that other, that, you know that that you could just point to and say, you know, no matter what that guy's, you know, he's, he's walking the way he's supposed to be, but it doesn't mean that I'm not striving to do that. And, uh, you know, and I think over the, the the past few years, I think that I've actually come a long ways in that aspect of it is, is trying to do that. And, you know, and we, we, we try to we try to push that uh, a good little bit here in, in our, you know, our school system, I I would say is like we we are try to be servant leaders just like, you know, Christ was. And and that that is not just, you know, lip service or anything like, you know, that's just not how, um, you know, we're not pushing as far as like just this is what, you know jesus says whatever it's just like a a lifestyle of like how you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to treat people and and how you're supposed to you know go out of your way to help others and uh, things like that and so i think in that capacity um you know i try really really hard to be that servant leader and and always you know no matter what the situation is go out of my way to help others and the, the best that I can. And so from that aspect of it, I say, I think I, I do a great job from the actual spiritual side um, of being that true example that no matter what's going on, like you can be the, you know, the, the solid guy. I, I don't know that I'm the best example in that, but it doesn't mean that we're not striving for it. I, I'm a very big proponent of FCA and all the things that they do and can bring to our, our kids and, and so, you know, from that aspect of it, we try to do a, a good bit of things with FCA, and uh, you know, and other local pastors throughout, you know, the the school year and and with the football program, and and so, it is a big part of our life, um, and and my life, but, um, I would say that it's influenced me greatly, um, and you know, and I definitely believe. That there's been a uh, a hand over me for a very long time that has been able to to have me in the right place at the right times in a lot of situations and and that has definitely helped me um, you know to to kind of get where I am in a place where I can help some some other people uh, like I am right now um, just even as even about being put with the certain people has taught me some things throughout the, the, the years. And, um, and of course in this place itself is just to think, you know, to, to be able to be a head coach in the AD of a place that, you know, I've loved my whole entire life. It's, and, you know, that's just something that there's a handful of people that can, can say that. And it's a very humbling thing to know that, you know, that I've been able to do that. And, um, and I have no doubt that, you know, God played a big part of that.
0: And coach, you talked about becoming the AD there, the head coach of the football team. <clears throat> do you have any goals for 2023 personal job athletics, you know, not necessarily a new year's resolution, but do you have any goals that you're kind of setting for yourself, you know, higher heights that you're trying to reach in
2: 2023? Um, this is probably going to sound stupid and, and I'm not, I'm not a big, um, uh, I'm not a big saying guy and stuff like that and try to get on, on that, you know, a new year, new me, all that kind of stuff. But something <laughs> that I've been preaching here to, to our kids and, uh, and to our coaches and to myself in the mirror, uh, even in our family at, at home is, is I want to be, I, I, I'm new year old me because the, you know, the 10 year old, you know, 10 years ago, you know, the 31 year old Shane was a much better version than the 40 to 41 year old Shane. Um, as far as he was a lot more energetic, he was a lot more attention to detail on every little thing that was going on. Uh, he wouldn't let things slip. He wouldn't miss a day of working out. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't go, um, and miss this or, or miss that because he, he was, you know, over the top. He, if, if, it came to a uh, uh, a situation where something had to be given up at that time in his life. He would give up his sleep, uh, you know, whatever it was to make sure that everything was going the right way. His detail wise, he was just really on it at that time in his life. And uh, and then in our school system, I, I feel like in our weight room and all that stuff, that, that time period was when we were the greediest and the hard nose and the toughest and the, you know, we were outworking people. So in our mind and in my mind, I'm uh, very much a proponent of I've been preaching new year old me because I think the older version of, of the 10 year old version, you know, as far as like 10 years ago is what I mean. Shane was a much better version than this current version. And, um, you know, and so we're trying to get back to those little bitty details everything that we're doing so that's that is my goal is to be as as close to running this place as i can the way that the 31 year old shane did and not the 41 year old shane
1: did all right well you know you know as well as as bryce and i do that we're just a bunch of screw-ups and we just we like to have fun too so we've gotten the good questions out of the way now we're gonna get to some goofy questions what is your favorite right. post game right. meal? My
2: favorite. Say that again.
1: Your favorite post game meal.
2: Post game meal. Yeah. Um, uh, I am. Uh, I I like boiled peanuts. <laughs> uh, you know, like I, I don't know, I know that it's, it's just crazy, but like you know, it just seems like that it's it's uh just something that you know you can you know sit around watch the you know watch the replay of the game, watch what's going on. And, uh, just kind of, you know, you know, not get full over a certain amount of time. And, but I love some boiled peanuts after a game. Um, and that, that's something that I would say is my, is my go-to. And if you had to have a, a true meal, I, I, I would probably just go something simple like chicken tenders and fries
0: Coach. Ar- <laughs> around my house, boiled peanuts. We have to fight tooth and nail for bold peanuts because my entire family likes them. And if, if you leave a cup of bold peanuts uh, you know, unattended, my daughter, who's seven, will absolutely destroy it. She will eat every single bold peanut that's in that cup, no matter how big that cup is.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way.
0: <laughs> what's your uh now what what gimme what's your favorite movie? You sit down for an evening and you have to watch one movie that you've seen before, you've seen a million times, but it's just one of your favorite movies you gotta watch. What's on the list for you? Um
2: That's a great question. Um I, I like Hoosiers. You know, that's a that's a old school movie that, you know, I, I'm a big Hoosiers guy. I've watched it fifty times with, before And anytime it ever comes on, uh, comes across, you know, in some capacity, I, I'll probably finish it on out that, you know, but, um, somewhere around Hoosiers and I, I, I enjoy the Rockies as well. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a man's man, I guess. So like, I love some Rocky. Uh,
1: so my question is, and, and this isn't to you. Have you seen Hoosiers?
0: I I have I have not seen Hoosiers. I oh feel terrible God. admitting this. It is uh, <laughs> Hoosiers. Oh my I know it. Hoosiers and Bull Durham are on my must watch list. I feel awful admitting that, but no, I have never seen Hoosiers, and and Bull Durham's on that list as well.
2: Yeah, that uh, Hoosiers is a must for a sports guy like yourself.
0: Got to watch that. All right, I got. I'll I'll watch it this weekend. I'll put it on my must watch. I I got a light weekend on Sunday, so I will have to watch it this weekend.
1: So we've got, uh, you, you've got a few kids, just, just a few. Uh, what do you have a favorite? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a
2: favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely do. Uh, I, I have a, a favorite of the day. Uh, every day one of them's a different favorite. Uh, you know, uh, there, there's no doubt about it. Which, um,
0: whichever yeah. one listens best when trying to get ready in the morning, right?
2: That that's a hundred percent. And, uh you know whatever the every day is a different day you know i have a a favorite some days and some days i have a worse kid uh you know and so it just depends on the day
1: i've i've got another one uh so if let's just say nikki says i'm i'm not cooking dinner you have to handle dinner what are you cooking for the fam
2: something that i can grill 100% i'm i'm doing something on the grill Something, uh, you know, pork chops or, you know, maybe something as simple as a hamburger or a hot dog or something like that. But, you know, I'm definitely going to the grill. I'm I'm not a big oven person. I don't understand it. I don't, you know, is it 30 minutes? Is it two hours? Is it whatever? Like, you know, but I can sit there and look at a grill and know that it's done or it's not. And so I'm going to a grill for sure.
0: And, and coach, you talking about the grill actually just spurred one more question I had for you that, that brought up something from sort of recently. I saw on Facebook from you and your wife, you know, you invited, uh, I believe it was the entire football team over to your house for a cookout. Where did that begin? How did you get that idea? And how did you facilitate so many, you know, big human beings, football team guys, we like to eat. So, you know, what was the logistics behind figuring that out, starting that event and feeding everybody?
2: it started a long time ago with just some uh you know just you know my mom you know she was always big on you know feeding a lot of people whenever we were growing up it was kind of like having a big family and so as i became a coach i wanted you know to to get involved in those guys lives and we'd have them over and stuff and then then it started as a d-line thing and then it went to as you know when i became ad it would be this team or that team that we would fight over we just wanted to always have our family and, and our house open because we do feel like that we are a, a true family here and we wanted them to feel invited and and those things and it went from that to the to the seniors to the to the team to whatever you know and so um, she's always been able to facilitate that and she's a great cook and and she's able to handle all that and so yeah whenever you look at that she she cooked for about a hundred and 20 people that day um you know and made it all all work as a big undertaking and um the, the about the most that i did for that entire day was uh, say what time the, the the thing was and how the instructions of how she wanted the line to go she she handled all that so she's you know pretty amazing
0: that's awesome that that's fantastic i saw that on facebook and uh that was one of the coolest things i've, I've seen this year honestly that was really neat uh, yeah you got
2: our people you know and it's she does such a she's such a great cook and stuff and like and so that that word has spread over time um you know and so they you know it's it's not hard to you know whenever we announce whenever our annual thing is uh you know it's it's turned in from you know to seniors to a whole team to all the sports med cheer whatever and uh so it's not hard to get them there.
0: That's fantastic. Now, do you ever have people that hear of your wife's cooking and show up that actually aren't a part of the people that are invited? They just get wind of the invite and they they just want to come over for a good meal.
2: Yeah, we've had we've had that a time or two, no doubt about it.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Coach, listen, I can't I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule. I know school's going on; you got a lot to run down there in Hurd County. You got anything else you want to say before we head out of here?
2: I just appreciate you guys covering us and all the in-depth stuff that you you're doing for us and our kids and um you know I I'm always you know willing to, to do whatever you guys need for us to do because um you know it it takes we we want that coverage and we appreciate the uh support that you have for our kids.
0: Well, thank you, Coach. Thank you so much. Uh, for, you know, for Billy, for me, we we appreciate any time you can come on and, and talk to us and uh, and give us info. This has been Get to Know the Coach, a new TM Five series.